0: Sahana Babatu Sahana Bhunatu Sahavir Yankara Vidvisha Vahai Om Shant Shant Shanthi Om Puramada Puramidam Poor Nad Poor Ramodachare Poor Nasya Rameva Om Shantishanti Shrutis Radipuranam A layam Karuna Namami Bhagavat Padam Shankaram loka shankaram, Sankaram Sankaracharyam keshavam bhadarayanam, sutra bhashya krutao vande, bhagavantao vanafpunaha, ishvaro guru rahatmehti, murti bhedavibhagine, vyoma Vyapta dehaya, for the study of this week, we have selected the 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Here, the threefold Shraddha. Shraddha means faith. So, this chapter discusses the faith. Traditionally, what is meant by Shraddha or faith is having faith in the scriptures. That is the traditional meaning of the word faith. Shraddha, astikya buddhi, a faith in the validity of the scriptures, (coughs) the Vedas and other scriptures that are based on the Vedas there is a whole body of literature Vedas are the primary source books then there are Smritis there are Puranas so these are the whole there is a whole body of literature and those who have the faith that what is said there is valid is Pramanam is the means of valid knowledge is trustworthy those who think that what is told by the scriptures is trustworthy. Meaning that we can place our trust on that and conduct ourselves based on the guidance given by the scriptures. (coughs) Everyone needs guidance in their life. Those who have this kind of implicit faith in the scriptures, they Follow the guidance given by the scriptures. And of course, the scriptures think that this is what you should have. You should have the trust in the Shastra, trust in the scriptures. (coughs) When it comes to matters which cannot be necessarily decided by one's own intellect, because let us say when it comes to dharma or what is righteous, when it comes to, let us say, performing the various rituals, when it comes to uh, performing various austerities in life, when it comes to having certain attitude towards other people, when it comes to determining what the goal of life is, in determining what is the means of achieving that goal, these are very fundamental things. What is, does the life have a purpose? What is the purpose of life? What's the goal of life? And, what is the appropriate means of reaching that goal? These are the issues that everybody has to deal with. And in this chapter, Lord Krishna says that everyone necessarily has their own conclusions about these things. Everyone has a conclusion about what is the reality in life. What is the most important thing in life? What should be the goal of life? And how that should be achieved? Essentially, everyone has an understanding of this kind. Lord Krishna will tell us, subsequently here, that everyone is born with the Shraddha or the trust. Everyone is born with one or other kind of faith. When somebody says, I have no faith, it would only mean that, that person has no faith in God, or has no faith in what the scriptures say, but, everybody has some kind of faith. The so one who doesn't have faith in God has faith somewhere. Those who proclaim that they are atheists, that they don't believe in God, they believe in something. They believe in natural selection, they believe in evolution. So everybody has to have some model in life. If you don't believe that the universe is created by God, but you know that the universe is, is there and it is a creation. There were some cause you to assign. You will say that, all right, it is by natural selection. It's a biological evolution. Okay. That's what I'm saying is everybody has some faith. Somebody may think that moksha, liberation is goal of life. Somebody may think that swarga, heavens is goal of life. Somebody may think that there is nothing beyond this life. All you need to do is to make merry. Enjoy, get as much enjoyment pleasure as you can. By any means you can. That also is a philosophy. (coughs) So everyone has a philosophy in life. That's what I'm saying. That is called (coughs) Nobody is devoid of philosophy. Whether a person has studied philosophy or not. One may be totally illiterate, has had no exposure to any kind of learning and still everyone is born with a certain philosophy. If you ask him what your philosophy is, that person may not be able to articulate. May not be able to tell exactly what the the faith is or what the philosophy is but then always one has. Therefore, an understanding of Sradha or this faith becomes very important to us. <clears throat> if the faith is right, our life will be right. If the faith is wrong, our life will be wrong. Meaning that faith can be right, it may not be right also. It is like this, our faith. Where do you need to reach? I'm, 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 so, you start driving your vehicle and you have a certain destination in mind. I want to go to Princeton. That's my destination. And he has certain idea about where Princeton is and what road will lead to that place. And accordingly, the person drives. Whether that understanding of where Princeton is and which road will lead that. With the right understanding, he leads to the destination. A wrong understanding, he will not reach the destination. A mixed understanding, some he may reach destination. Life is a journey. Upanishad says that our life is a journey. Journey is a deliberate process of reaching a certain destination. Meaning that human being is born with a certain destination in mind and that destination, perhaps everyone understands, that destination is very simple, I want to be happy. So happiness is our destination. Success is our destination. Everyone wants to be happy, everyone wants to be successful. However, what that happiness is, or what that success is, that everyone may have their own ideas. Somebody may think that success is reaching heavens, paradise. Somebody may think that success is being a wealthy person. Having wealth, name, fame, power, recognition, that is success. Somebody may think that moksha, liberation is success. But everyone has some idea of what success is and how to achieve their success? There are also faith. Whether to achieve their success by fair means or unfair means, that also depends upon one's own faith. If a person thinks that if you are fair, you are rewarded with happiness, then a person will perhaps conduct himself in a fair way. You think that there is nobody who bothers Swamiji, whether fair or unfair, there is no justice in this world, there is no order. In sixteen chapter, describes some people. They think that, asatyam, there is no truth. Swamiji, everybody is liar, everybody is false, there is no truth in this world. A pratiṣṭham, there is no dharma, there is no righteousness anywhere, there is no order, there is no fairness. An Ishwaram. There is no Ishwara. There is no God. Because you don't see any of those things. God you cannot perceive. Righteousness or order you cannot perceive. And truth or reality you cannot perceive. And there are some who accept only what they perceive and nothing more than that. So they dismiss everything. Then who created this world? How does the world get created? Very simple. It is a product of the mating of the male and female, that's all. Aparasparasambhudam kimanyat. What other cause is there for creation of the universe? It is merely a product of the mating of the male and female. Kama This is the dharma, that is the basis of the life. There is no Ishwar for our God that's the basis of life. There is no truth which is basis of life. Meaning karma, passion is the only basis of life. Meaning that the universe is a product of passion and it is meant for fulfilling passion. That is also faith. So there are people who believe that. And depending upon what our beliefs are, we'll conduct our life accordingly. So this belief system is very important. By belief I don't mean whether I am a Christian or I am a Jew or I am not that belief. Although that means that in a way, but by belief I mean what is our belief in the, the, the very fundamental things about life? What is the guiding principle? Is it morality that guide me, guides me or it is it convenience that guides me? Am I willing to take any shortcuts or do anything to achieve my goal? Or am I willing to put up with hardships and adopt only really fair means to achieve my goal? It all depends upon what my belief is. That kind of belief you are talking about. That belief is called Shraddha. And this chapter is to understand what kind of Shraddha or belief we have. And how does it help us? Bhagavad Gita prescribes, as Lord Krishna will say, that our Shraddha can be of three kinds: Satvagi, Rajasi, Tamasi. The 14th chapter of Bhagavad Gita said that the Disposition of human being is made of these three components, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Sattva is purity, tranquility, transparency, goodness, kindness, that is Sattva. Restlessness, ambition, aggressiveness, greed, that is Rajas dullness, laziness, inadvertence, lack of cru- I mean, cruelty, lack of initiative, unwillingness to performance duty. This is the tamas. So each one of us is a mixture of sattva, rajas and tamas. There are times when we display sattva. We are all very good people. There are times when I am very kind, very loving, very good. There are times when I become agitated, I become angry, I become aggressive. There are times when I become dull, lazy, don't want to do anything. No, no initiative, nothing ha- you know, nothing occurs into me. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. In every individual, one of these three tendencies is predominant. Of the three, one of the gunas or one of the tendencies is usually predominant. And accordingly, we call that person sattvic, rajas or tamas. With the sattvic person, one in whom the tendency of sattva is predominant, although other two tendencies are also there, but the predominant tendency is sattva. So we call him sattvic person. Generally a kind, good person. He has some kind of śraddha. A sattvic person will have śraddha, his belief, which will be called sattvic śraddha, or sattvic belief. A person in whom the rajas is predominant, more greed, aggressiveness, restlessness, activities, that will be a rajoguni person. He also will have Shraddha. That will be called a Rajasi Shraddha. Shraddha born of Rajas. In a person in whom Tamas is predominant, he also is a Shraddha. That will be Tamasi Shraddha born of Tamas. So, this chapter is meant for us to observe our own self. And Lord Krishna will describe our day to day activities. Like food, like the forms of worship, like the charity, like the austerities, things that we do day to day. Basically, the religious practices that we have. By observing our attitudes towards this, by observing our intentions behind this, that when I make a charity, what is my intention? When I perform worship, what is my intention? What kind of food interests me? So, from my intentions and from my aptitudes, I can judge what kind of shaddha or faith I have. And wherever you find this shaddha is born of rajas or tamas, then we should be willing to give up rajas and tamas and cultivate sattva and by deliberately entertaining certain intentions, deliberately entertaining values, deliberately performing practices which are conducive to sattva, we can cultivate the sattvic shraddha. This is the whole idea of the 16th chapter. The 17th chapter rather. The 16th chapter concluded with these verses. Lord Krishna said that a person who ignores the teaching or direction or guidelines of scriptures who ignores Or who disrespects the guidelines of scriptures. If you disrespect any guideline given to you, then what will be your guiding force? Your own fancies. So a person who conducts himself or herself, based purely on their own fancies, their own tendencies, ignoring or disregarding the Guidance of the scriptures. Lord Krishna says that they will never achieve happiness or success in life, and therefore, the sixteen chapter concluded by saying that here Juna, therefore you should conduct yourself based on the teaching or guidance of the scriptures. <coughs> so this is the conclusion of sixteen chapter, and that forms the basis of the seventeenth chapter. We see here that the seventeenth chapter begins with a question from Arjuna. The conclusion of the sixteenth chapter creates this question in Arjuna. In sixteenth chapter, Lord Krishna described the Devas and Asuras, gods and demons. Human beings really but human beings having godly or divine tendencies, other human beings having the demoniac tendencies. So human beings having divine tendencies are called gods. Human beings having the demoniac tendencies are called demons, asuras. These two are described. Those people who are knowledgeable about, the scriptures and their injunctions and guidance and faithfully you follow them they were called the Devatas of the people with divine tendencies. The others who know that but disregard them because of a lack of respect and the trust and do what they want to do because it is not easy to follow what is right. It's easy to follow what I like. The conflict is between what is right and what I like. Therefore, the traffic lights are not always com- convenient. Sometimes the traffic light, are in every block there is a traffic light. And often they are not synchronized. Or we may be the unfortunate one that we hit a red light every at every intersection. And you are in a hurry. You will reach, you are getting late. So one or two or three traffic lights, red lights, you will stop, then what will you do? You look around. And then beat the traffic lights. All the stop signs also. There is no why are these stop signs, there is no traffic, there is nobody here and therefore you look around. Sometimes police catches you, you know, from, he appears from nowhere. You did not stop. No, I did stop. No, you are supposed to make a complete stop, you know. You should make a complete stop. Look and then go. You simply look and go is not enough. You must stop. All these rules are not convenient. At home also so many rules may be there. You must, reach, you must come home before nine o'clock and you must be all together during dinner. Not always convenient wake up early in the morning you know not convenient it is said that those who go to bed early and wake up early in the morning they're healthy happy intelligent but not always convenient so we like to go to sleep at 2.30 at night and wake up at 11.30 in the morning it's convenient in short the rules and regulations whether they are at home or in society, or in religion, is always a revolt against them, on the part of many people, because they seem to be restricting. They seem to be restricting my freedom. And usually, the interpretation of freedom is, the freedom to do what I want to, that's called freedom. Whereas, the scriptures and elders may have a different definition of freedom. They say that freedom is to do what is right. Whereas, I would think that freedom is to do what I want. And therefore, this conflict in life between what is right and what I want. So those who are faithful, Because they have faith that if we do what is right, then alone we will be happy. Then alone we can reach our goal of happiness and success. They will have to subdue their impulses of what is convenient, subdue the impulses of what they like, and do what is right. It's painful. Very often... It is inconvenient or painful. But because they have the faith, they will do that. So these people were described as the sattvic people or the the people with divine tendencies. There are others who know what is right and they violate it because it is not convenient. Other extreme, they were described as the asuras. (coughs) Now Arjuna wants to know, this is very clear. Based on this now, Arjuna asked this question in the 17th chapter, in the first verse. Let us read the, the first verse. Arjuna Uvacha. Arjuna uvache. Ye shastra vidhimut sragyak Ye shastra, srujyak, ye, shastra, srujyak, ye, shastra, srujyak, ye, shastra ye jante shraddhayan vita, Krishna. 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 Rajas rajas in the uh, schedule of our classes, I was looking at the schedule of the teenagers, and there it says, no choice in attending the, the, the 5 o'clock class, it says here, you know. That's another problem now, you see. <laughs> So it says here. Teenagers program schedule. Please note, teenagers are not excused from 5 p.m. class. Even on the field trip day, let alone any other day. No, this is the rule. When a rule comes, there is going to be a, uh, a resistance. Because, uh, you know, who cares? You have know other things to do, Swamiji. Kas is not interesting, Class is not used, not, whatever. There will be a few who may follow the rule and, and know that the rule is for their own good, and therefore they will take all the interest, will understand, not understand, whatever. There are others who will do um, in between and there are some others uh, who will not and so find some ways of of avoiding, escaping, sneaking out, whatever this is the case with every rule here Arjuna wants to know ye shastra those people Utshrujya. Disregarding or giving up the Shastra Vidhi. Shastra Vidhi means the injunctions or stipulations of the scriptures. Let's say in performing different rituals and in doing various other things in life, mainly all various religious practices. In performing those religious practices, those who do not take into account the vidhi or the injunctions or stipulations of scriptures. However, Yajante Shaddhya Anvitaha However, they perform all those practices with Shaddha or faith. See, we were told about one set of people who know what the scriptures say and follow it with faith. There are others who know what the scriptures say and disrespect it. Now there is a third category, who do not know what the scriptures say. But however, they do with faith whatever they do. Shastra vidyam They do not know what this vidhi or these stipulations of scriptures are. Because, either because they did not have an opportunity to study the scriptures, Many people who don't have an opportunity to study, some people did not bother to study, either due to laziness or whatever. And there were, there may be many people who do not know how to do things. What to do when you go to a temple? What to do when you uh, are in front of a swami? What to do when you are in a dining hall? What to do when the standing is going on? What to do when you stand in front of, you know, uh, then the, uh, the worships are going on. You do not know. So, Shastra, Vidya, not knowing what the vidhiyo stipulation is, however, yajante, sadhyan, many of them still do whatever they do faithfully. What they do may not be right in the sense of may not follow the exact stipulations for whatever they do, they do with great faith. Sometimes, you know, when the Swamis uh, served meals, like lunch or dinner, our Vimala or somebody will thrust somebody, come on, go and serve Swamis. They want that, you know, people should come in contact with Swamiji and whatever, they should have the privilege of serving. Somebody's new has all the faith, wants to do it right or has all the faith, has all the affection and devotion. But Swami this is my first time, I do not know how to do. Please excuse me if I make a mistake. Because Swami may be very particular. Where the subject should be placed? Where the dal should be? How much should it be? How many rotis? What is what? You know? And so there is this apprehension whether I will be right or not. And then you don't know the Swami. Will He get upset? Or not? Will He get angry? Will He dislike me? What will He think of me? Will I commit a sin? If He is upset then what will? Will I commit a papa or sin? What will happen to me? So all the apprehensions are there. And still... Some people are so devoted, that they don't want to do it. And they do it with all devotion, as best as they know. Sometimes what they do is, instead of right away venturing with this serving, they join somebody. They help somebody who is serving, and observe what is going on, and follow. So these people who are devoted, who do not perhaps know the letter or do not know the exact stipulations. However, they follow the practices for looking at other people, learning from others. So this also is is valid in the, in our tradition. Not only the scriptures are considered as the valid authority but even the conduct of the good people. But everybody does not have access to the scriptures. And therefore, conduct of the good people. Lord Krishna said in the third chapter, Whatever a leading person does, other people, they follow. Because most people do not have the capacity to independently think and understand. Therefore, most people follow or imitate the conduct of the leading people. And they also put their faith in whatever faith that person puts in. So there are majority of people, masses, particularly in India, in a country like India, where education is limited or where scriptural education is mostly not accessible to people, they simply do what the parents were doing, what the elders were doing, what other people do, and that's, they just follow. And but follow it with faith. Our first generation of Indians is, many of them are like that. They just had faith. So mother told her, no, every day repeat this, this, this. She would do that. Perform puja in this, this manner. Okay. Follow these uh, vows or foolish practice on certain such day. Okay. So they do. Then these mothers instruct their children to do that. This is where the problem comes here. So mother is doing with faith, because this is what her mother told. And in India, there is this reverence for the elders. And therefore, you unquestionably accept what they say, and do it, because you have faith that whatever they say is right for you. You do not apply any logic, just follow. Maybe they didn't have enough logic also, they didn't apply. When now they become parents, and this mother now instructs her daughter, her son, to do that. Why? Why should I do that? Mom, why are you putting this water here? Why? What's the use of this dot? Why are you waving the lights? Why are you doing this? Why are you fasting? Mother doesn't know why. She doesn't know why she is doing, really. She knows what she is doing. And she is doing it with all faith because this is what she was told to do. This generation here, which is more rational, meaning that they are taught, To do only whatever they think is right. So they want to understand. Before they do. Whether to put the trust or not. And there were these questions. Why are you doing this? What's the purpose of this? Or why should I do it? And poor parents and mothers do not have answers. And so... Very often, this questioning is merely to avoid what you need to do, that's all, you know. Because if mother cannot pray, you can't tell me. I won't do it. That's it. So that may be very well an excuse of not doing things. But anyway, because these people never ask, why should I eat ice cream? This is the, these questions I never asked. So why should I eat ice cream? No. Why pizza? That, what you want to do, you never ask questions. What you don't want to do, you want to know all kinds of logic, you know. Anyway, that also may be a convenient logic of what it is, but as I said, there is a whole generation of people who do things faithfully because they have seen their parents and elders doing it. They have seen other leading members of society doing it and they do that. They do not know why they are doing it, but they do with faith. So Arjuna is asking questions about this people. (laughs) Ye shastra bide Those people who have given up or who do not know and given up are not following the stipulation of scriptures. So sometimes people do not know how to prostrate, how to, you know, they may not know. So Swami I don't know. How do you give a gift to a Swami? What do you give Swami? I don't know. Can you bring this kind of a thing? Can I cook some food and bring for you? They want to do something, but do not know. So how about these people? Tesham Nistha Dukha Krishna. Hey Arjuna is asking, Hey Krishna, Oh Lord Krishna, what is their Nistha? What is their state? What is their basis? Nistha means, where do they abide? <clears throat> Sattva Maho Rajasthamaha Shall we classify them, their abidance, their Shraddha, their faith, a Sattvic faith, or a Rajas faith, or a Stama's faith. Why do you call it Sattva? There, there are elements of Sattva in there because they are doing it with faith. But because they do not know the scriptural injunction, therefore, that can be called tamas also. So these people cannot be neatly categorized as either Devas or Asuras which were categorized in sixteenth chapter. Therefore Arjuna is asking this question, where do we categorize them? Are, the Devatas, Dev- are they Devatas, do they, shall we say that they have the divine tendencies or they have the demoniac tendencies? <coughs> divine because they are doing it with devotion, demoniac because they don't know what they are doing this is a question and this question is for everybody essentially for most people who are following many religious practices and may not know the basis of those practices Lord Krishna will tell us some day to day practices that we follow from which we can observe our own self and decide where our Shraddha in which category it falls (coughs) So, Lord Krishna does not answer the question whether it is Sattvic, Raja tamas. that is Lord Krishna's style. He in fact will will give Arjuna the basis to analyze and arrive at his own conclusion. Our Swami says that a teacher is not a consultant. You ask a question to consult, but usually a teacher wants to teach. Meaning that it will provide you the basis for you to think and arrive at your own conclusion. Because you ask a consultant, a consultant advises you, you may do something. But if it does not yield the result that you want or is not convenient, you will give it up. It is necessary that a conviction should become our conviction. Not because my father told me. Not because Swamiji told me. That will not go too far. That will go as far as it is convenient. Then I said, No, no, I don't think my father knew. I think Swamiji doesn't understand. I think this I'll, I'll give it up. I cannot oblige somebody all the time. Therefore, it is important that we do whatever we do because it is our conviction. Therefore, A teacher provides us the enough data or information for us to analyze it and arrive at our own conclusion so that it becomes our conviction. So Vedantic teacher does not want somebody to follow what they say. Rather than that, the Vedantic teachers want us to understand what they say and Do whatever you do out of our own understanding. Which is what the modern teaching is. Do what you think is correct. That's what Vedanta says. Do what you think is correct. Except that, for arriving at what is correct, you must expose yourself to the valid teaching. You must approach the people who are knowledgeable and learn from them. And then arrive at your conclusions. Do not arrive at conclusions simply by your, because it is convenient to you, or whatever, arrive at conclusions after you have the the requisite information or requisite data. So, (coughs) Lord Krishna also wants to provide Arjuna (coughs) the requisite data. And therefore, the answer is given in the second verse, Shri vacha, drividhabhavatisradha, drividava chip, deinam sastwa bhavaja, satvikiraja se chavas, sati radasi, dama Trividha bhauti Shraddha Lord Krishna says Shraddha or the faith is threefold. <clears throat> Understand that everyone has a faith, which the next verse will tell us. And therefore, the faith that we have can be categorized as Satvaki, Rajasi or Tamasi. Trividha Bhavati Shraddha Dehinam Sasva Bhavaja That is the, it is born of one's own nature. The Shraddha or the faith in the life that we have is born of our own nature. What is nature? Everyone is born with a certain nature. This presupposes that we had previous births. It presupposes that we had a number of or countless previous births also. And that, the birth that we have, is a result of what all was done during those births. Because, whenever we perform a deliberate action, it produces an appropriate outcome. When you perform an action, it produces an outcome. At the same time, that action also produces a certain impression in the mind. For example, I deliberately tell the truth. Then I get the reward for telling the truth. At the same time in my mind, a tendency to tell truth also gets created. So second time when the occasion comes, that tendency will remind me, tell the truth. If again I do that, that tendency becomes a little strengthened. Meaning that, when we do a certain things repeatedly, then a tendency gets created in our mind. That's the nature of mind. When something is done repeatedly, then slowly it becomes a habit. So thus we are born with many tendencies right at the birth. Each one of us, is born with tendencies that's called swabhava, the nature and this we have earned or inherited or acquired as a result of our past lives what all we did in the past so present is the product of the past and the birth also is an event an event must necessarily have a cause and cause must precede the event therefore my birth being an event must have a cause in the past meaning in the past birth but Swamiji why was I born in the past birth because of even previous birth why was I born in the previous birth because of that previous birth why was I born in that previous birth because of earlier birth this becomes very frustrating thing when you answer this you know. Yes, Swami, but then how about the very first birth? Because when I am born, as a result of the previous birth, then you can explain why I am what I am. You see, this is the explanation. Why am I what I am? Why do I have a certain nature? Why do I have certain tendencies? Why do I have certain likes and dislikes? That explanation is, that is the result of how I conducted myself in the past births. But Swamiji, how about the very first birth? At that time there was no tendency. So why did the first birth take place? So Vedanta says that there is no first birth. It is an ongoing process. There is no such thing as beginning, it is an ongoing process. In short, we are born as a result of what we have done in the previous births. And therefore, we are born to certain destiny. The reason why the astrologers are able to predict, or at least describe, astrologers can very effectively describe our nature, by the way, and also can tell you the major events. They may not be able to predict everything accurately, because in our life, not only destiny is a factor, but our free will also is a factor, and therefore we can influence our destiny based on how we use our free will, and still the astrology can predict the destiny and our nature also. That's why they match these charts. And matching is for two reasons: matching the nature of the bride or the man and the woman, boy and the girl. How are the nature? Are the nature compatible then like they are likely to be happy natures are not compatible likely they may not get along with each other that is why astrological charts whether to believe in this or not I am just telling you the basis of this Some I don't believe in astrology don't believe it. that's okay. I don't care for astrology don't care but as I said everything it's a tool astrology is a tool and I have no interest in promoting astrology. I'm just telling you that we are born with, uh, because I myself do not generally go to astrologers, you know, and so I cannot promote them. But then many people do, which is fine. All I'm trying to say is we are born with a destiny, which is a result of our past karma. We are born with a nature, which is also a result of our past karma. That's all that is important to know. Because why me? Question is, why me? Why should they happen to me? All you can say that, perhaps it may be in your destiny. How come, the children born in the same family, they possess sometimes quite different dispositions? Even twins, in the beginning they all look very alike, and slowly they develop in independent persons, with many dissimilarities. Same thing will be this cloning by the way. Cloning also will be similar to producing twins. But twins are not, never identical. And then they grow independently and then they can be quite different people. Anyway, so idea is that everyone is born with certain disposition and born with certain destiny. And that disposition decides also my belief system. Meaning that everyone is born with a belief in life. And that belief is a product of what their svabhava or disposition is there. So, as Lord Krishna said, trividha bhavati dehinam sasvabhavaja It is born of one's nature of mind. A person who enjoys a sattvic frame of mind. But Swamiji, when the child is born, he is totally innocent that is why the modern psychologists will tell you that everything is because of parents because child is born with clean slate and during their upbringing all kinds of things are impressed upon them all childhood problems all problems are traced to childhood because in their sphere there is no previous birth were. A psychologist must necessarily explain, everything that I am based on, only this life. And never, what my father did to me, and failed to do, what my mother did to me, and failed to do, it's a tough job being parents, because everything is ultimately, parents are blamed for everything. When children go to therapists, and this is what the therapists teach them, Oh, you, your nature is like, because your mom did not do this, because your mom did this, Mainly, generally, it is mother. not Father doesn't come much into picture. Because the child grows with mother. And mother, I guess, uh, therefore, it's all childhood problem. Childhood pain. Lot of pain. All childhood pain. Because in childhood, you are treated with unfairness, injustice, partiality. There is that. Swami, my my mother always looked my, like my sister. She did not like me. and father like this na, na, na. whatever whether it is parents or whether, all I am saying is that even though the child appears to be totally innocent that's only because the child's brain is not developed enough right? as the child becomes terrible too the, some development takes place then slowly it starts showing its own traits and it grows further then we can see that children show the distinct nature because this is what they are born with. No doubt, as parents, we also contribute to that nature, no doubt about that. The parents, elders, society, all kinds of things have a contribution to what is already there, we are adding into that. But it is not that everything is a contribution of parents. As I said, the child brings its own history. Each one of us has a long history. Coming down to time in beginningless, And that is why each one of us is unique. We are what we are because each one of us has a history. Like every seed is different. Every plant is different. And the characteristics that a plant shows are determined by the seed. Whatever a gardener does. But still, the plant ultimately will show the characteristics that are then the seed. Dehinam sasvabhavaja Drividhabhotishradha. Here you know, the Shraddha of the faith is threefold. And the faith is a result of or a product of the Svabhava, the inherent nature, the nature of a person. What is the nature? That disposition of the mind that is determined as a result of the previous history, the previous karma, and with which we are born. So, this is the traditional belief. What becomes every time of death? It is some total of what all I did during the life becomes every time of death. And that's what I am born with. In the next part, Jata Jata. This is what I am born with this is the traditional view the view of the psychologist is that this swabhava is determined by the parents and society and all other external influences whereas traditionally the swabhava nature is determined by my previous karma we would say that our nature is a combination of the two that we are born the tendency we are born with tendencies at the same time we pick up many tendencies also depending upon where we we are raised and where we are, where we grow. <coughs> and sātvegi, rājasī jaiva, tāmasī, ceritām śrunum. Here this is threefold, sātvegi meaning born of sattva, rājasī born of rajas, tāmasī born of tamas. Meaning that the people are born, human beings are born either, with predominance of Sattva, predominance of Rajas, or predominance of Tamas. That's how we can classify people as Sattvic people, as Rajas people, or as Tamas people. The Shraddha, the faith, that they possess also, is characterized as Sattvic, Rajas, or Tamas. <coughs> That's how the discussion on the Shraddha, or the faith, begins in this chapter. will continue tomorrow om purna mad purnamidam purat puranmudachchare om meva de om shanti, shanti, shanti hari om shri gurubhyo namah hari om